Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We are your hosts, Ken Seymour and Richard Geiger. How are you doing, good sir? Coming to you live from the vaunted Mazda Studios. Uh, doing okay. Yeah. You know. That's all I can give you. I can go okay. Well, considering everything that we're not going to get into, we're, we're doing as good as we can. We're, we're, we're doing okay. Rolling with the punches. Getting punched, We're hanging in there. Getting punched a lot, but rolling with those punches. <laughs> Bruised, battered, but not defeated. But not defeated. I like it. Um, we're going to do something a little different today. We've been, man, we've been doing this for a number of years now, and we kind of bounce around between interviews and talking about top tens of a different variety of different things and movie reviews and all sorts of stuff. Um and it just occurred to us a while back that because we've been doing this for a while, it might be time to take a look at a few of the scores to some of the movie reviews that we put on the website uh, and see if maybe they might need to be adjusted a little bit. Just a little bit. Now, you've done more on, let's call them on air reviews than I have and some of those movies I have subsequently watched so we might add some scores in to kind of compare what you had to me possibly but uh yeah we've done a lot of comic book movies and a few other non-comic book movies and I feel like over time we've changed in appreciation of these or we've watched them a second shoot maybe even a third time to alter our scores and get a little bit more accurate from what our first impression might have been. I, I definitely think so. I mean, I was just thinking about this as I was going through them, and I realized that part of the problem is while we've been doing this for a number of years now, um, the the real issue is that we didn't exactly, when we started this, have as good an idea of kind of what we were getting into, I feel, at least for me, when I was doing my initial reviews, I maybe gave some points in places where I really shouldn't have, or I didn't have a frame of reference. I mean, literally everything we do is just by frame of reference in life anyway. So after we did a few of them, I go, hmm, some of these scores may be just slightly off. Yeah, and, and maybe our perception the first go around was that oh my gosh if we gave them a 70 that that really wasn't that great of a score when in reality reality 70 is actually an okay score yeah it's pretty solid but let's start with let's start with a couple that you have seen since i did the initial review and kind of give some ideas about what you thought of it after the fact so if I go down this list here, well, let's arrange your scores from highest scores to lowest scores. And right at the top of your list is a movie I've never seen. So we're not going to start there. Um, <laughs> I'm very sad that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is, is up here, too. Now, that's the animated one. Yes. And uh, my story with that is the instant it came out to a digital streaming service to purchase um, I looked at it and said yes I want it 
And then I was cheap and said, I don't want to spend money on it. And then when it got like super cheap, I bought it. And then it said in the, in the library for, and I'm not kidding a year before I watched it, but I have watched <laughs> that particular movie. It is good. There is a sequel that's going to come out for it. There's talk that somehow those videos may actually get tied into the actual sequence of Spider-Man movies somehow in the future. Um, you gave it pretty high marks. Yeah. You gave it a 93. That's uh, that's saying something, saying that that's a pretty solid one. Yeah. I don't know that I would give it uh, a 93 necessarily, uh, but maybe a, I'll, I'll, I was thinking about this. And I'd probably knock it down to an 83 for me personally. Well, and this is one of the ones that I kind of wanted to look at at first um, as well. But I looked at it and it's like, okay, and this is kind of how I, I tried to frame it. It's like right now I have it sitting between Avengers Endgame and Thor Ragnarok or equivalent to Avengers Endgame and just above Thor Ragnarok and some of the others. And I still feel that way um, because it's just it's something that I could rewatch multiple times. It's stylistically just really excellent. The voice acting is just great. Uh, all, all in all, just I, I still I still like it at the score that I have it. I think I'm going to leave it there, at least for the time being. Yeah, that's it. I've only seen it that one time, but I definitely did appreciate it. And, you know, our... Um, our end game thoughts and the Ragnarok thoughts may change, but Ragnarok is one of the better, if not one of the best MCU movies. So it having a high score in the nineties isn't out of bounds in any stretch of the imagination. So you're right. If you feel pretty highly on that movie and then you think it's as good as Thor Ragnarok, it should probably stay where it's at. What else is on here? Mission impossible fallout. Mm. So, um, that particular one, uh, now, I, I might have stated in previous iterations of our podcast uh, my extreme disdain for Mission Impossible 2 as quite possibly one of the worst movies of all time. So yeah. after 2, I vehemently avoided all the Mission Impossible movies because if it, if everybody thought that 2 was good, which... I don't know how you could possibly could, but if three, four, five, all the other ones were similar, like there's no way that they'd be good. But then I heard people talking about fallout and how good of a movie it was. And it kind of got me intrigued to watch this one it had Henry Cavill in it. So we like him oh, yeah. and I watch and, and the supporting cast is really good too. It is. So, I watched this one and ended up watching some of the other ones as well. And they're fun movies. There's nothing wrong with the, some of the sequels. Obviously the first one was its own interesting little game. Um, the second one should never have been made. The third one, fourth one were, you know, they, I think they progressively got better after, you know, after that mistake. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, that you've got it on here as an 84. Yeah. There's lots of actions. Uh, Tom Cruise does his own stunts. You know, that's the one where he's flipping and flopping off the back of the airplane. So it's not all that's also the one where he broke his ankle. I think probably. I he's like jumping from one building to another. Uh, so 
it's got a lot of nice elements in it. It's fun to watch. I don't know if I'd go as high as 84, for example. Uh, I gave 84 to the Suicide Squad that right. was out this this most recent iteration of Suicide Squad. And I think the Suicide Squad is way better than that Fallout movie. So I, I'd probably go with a solid 72 on that one. Now, it's kind of funny that you mentioned this. This is one of the five films that I found on my list that I feel like I miscategorized. And I think part of it was when I watched it, and uh, there were a variety of other factors that kind of played into it. And I think my score of 84 was an error on that because I agree. Suicide Squad is definitely a better film than Mission Impossible Fallout is. And that's one of the reasons I went to address this. I kept seeing films like, how did I rate that that when this film that's below it I actually like better? And it's like, okay, that's that's got to change. So uh, I think part of it, um, I put them at casting at a 16. And I was like, well, that's actually a little high considering what I've given 15s to on others. So it's actually more like a 15 on casting. Same kind of thing on the director. I gave the director a 16. I, I mean, he's done stuff that I like and this was good, but – it didn't deserve a 16, so I bumped that one down as well. The cinematography, I gave a 19, which Ooh. is super high. And I feel like maybe I was too when I recorded it, uh, even though I don't do that. So, um, <laughs> But I think probably I, I nudged it down to 18 and took one away from the plot, which was not as good as I thought it was. So that bumps it down to 80 for me. Um, instead of 84, I just, I think, I think part of what it was is I had watched the first one and I watched the second one and I'd seen snippets of the third and fourth. It's like, well, okay, I'm going to, and it was so much better than I thought it was going to be. And that skewed my, uh, skewed my ratings a little bit. Yeah. You kind of have an idea going into a movie and that's one of the hardest things Right. You know, if it's fresh in your mind, like, hey, this movie just came out yesterday. I haven't read any reviews. I've seen some trailers. Maybe I've got a little bit of an idea. But if you go into it with little to no expectations, you know, that, that helps when you when you go into it and you're excited to see it and you it actually turns out to be pretty good. Maybe that elevates things. Yeah, it's just a hard, hard game. And obviously, these are also the first reactions. Have you. Have you watched that movie since you've watched it the first time? I have not. Not because I didn't want to, because I think I would really enjoy to see it again. I already know I would. There's just too many elements to it. The bathroom fight on its own kind of makes the film. That, mm -hmm. that was such a good sequence. And the stunts were good, and the plot was solid. And it just, yeah, there, there was... I would definitely watch this film again, and I will. I just haven't gotten around to it. Been too busy. No, rather than I just don't want to see it again. I just haven't had the chance. Yeah, and I'm going off of memories from when I watched it a while ago and have not watched it since myself. So, well, I got to give it scores off the memory slash based on the other scores of the films that I have rated as well. Exactly. So what's another one that you think that uh, – did you ever go up back and watch Dogma? Which uh, you know, I told you you need to watch Dogma. Well, I I want to say, I mean, that's an older film. It and is. I want to say at some point in time, years ago, I watched most of it, just not all of it. Uh, uh, so, and I've never gone back to 
watch it start to finish to get a complete picture of it fresh in my mind. You know, it's got this, it's got lots of faces in it, right? It's got mm-hmm. that star power. Um, so I don't debate the quality, uh, especially of the message and what's being delivered in it by the director who's giving us that message as well. I just, you know, one of the things is, is that movie, it probably is. I Maybe I've never looked for it. Is it on a streaming service right now? Yeah, it's it's on. Uh, if I remember correctly, it's on Amazon Prime. Down the primes. So yeah. I'd be yeah, because you cannot find it on disc. It's not available. They don't make it. Who? Why is that? It's a rights issue thing. That just nobody can press them. So if you have one of the copies that they made, you're the only one that has them. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not going to be any more, to my knowledge, at least not in the foreseeable future. Hmm. And there you have it, folks. Ken's bit of production and movie knowledge. Yeah, a little bit of trivia here and there. Uh, did you end up watching Knives Out? Knives Out? I... No. <sighs> Daniel and there's Craig... a sequel for that one, too, yeah. right? Oh, there will be. Coming out yeah. later this year. Daniel um... Craig doing a southern accent. <laughs> That sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. It's that on its own is worth it. Interesting. Yeah, it's the the sequel is coming right to Netflix, isn't it? I'm not 100% sure on that, but probably. I think that it is. Um, Didn't watch Simple Favor. I have, however, seen Zombieland Double Tap. And And what did you think? Well, fun, right? So I want to say the first one's better. It is. But I do appreciate this one. Like some of the scenes where, oh, they're they're in, um, oh gosh, is it, is it Graceland? Kind of. Or, it's, not, it's not actually Graceland. It's like a Graceland uh, museum. Yes, yes, okay. And then that secondary group comes that like the that juxtaposition mirrors their group. Yeah. Yes, it's funny. Yes, yes. Clever. The character, the actors that they have to the whole thing's funny. Uh, the situations are funny. The story drags, you know, here and there like some movies tend to do. Right. But the humor and the intention behind it was there. So I I did get a kick out of watching it. Uh, I don't know if I'd give it the the 80s where you had it at, uh, but I think 70s are a fair score. So probably, you know, in, in terms of in, in in terms of comparing it to some of the other ones, like Shazam is a 76. For me, is it as good as Shazam? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's comparable, you know. So probably around a 74 is what I'd give it. Sure. I I feel like that's low, but all right. (laughs) Yeah, and once again, I'm going off of memories. It's been a bit since I've seen that one. Now, of course, you're a huge fan of Hamilton. (laughs) Never got around to seeing that, did you? The household here has seen it 17 times, but me, I have not watched it. Oh, man, you need to watch that. That's one of the ones I'm actually going to change. Uh, 
I, getting, uh, is it going to get a bump? It is getting a bump. bump. It is getting a bump. When I watched it originally, I gave it an 81. And I have seen it uh, three times since I watched it originally. And if that's any indication as to the quality of that piece of work, that's not an, you don't watch an 81 four times in the span of like a year. It just generally doesn't happen. So I looked at the scores again. I think part of, it's, it's just all the cast. Uh, I the, I rated the cast too low, partially because I wasn't as familiar with a lot of them. But man, they just put on a performance. And I end up in tears at the end of watching it every single time. I know how it's going to end. So now the tears come in sooner because I know what's about to happen. <laughs> it's just... It's it's so good, um, so yeah, I'd bump that one from eighty one to eighty three, and it's three hours. Is it over three hours long? It's about three hours. Yeah, so that that goes to show too that if you're, you know, the, being able to watch that movie multiple times, get the enjoyment out. Of, you know, sometimes it's a lot easier to consume an hour and a half movie at multiple times, but one that's three hours, you know, yeah, obviously you're investing more time into it, yeah. so. The music is just fantastic. The orchestration, dude. (laughs) If you have not watched it, you definitely need to watch that film. Eh. Eh. (laughs) Ah, You're killing me. Killing me. Take take the dive into musical theater. Just just one one film. Just one film. I mean, if it's got to be one film, I suppose it should be that one, right? Yes, definitely so. Mm-hmm. Any other mm-hmm. any other gems that I've rated that you have not so far? Uh, there's, there's definitely a few that are on here. Uh, I caught up with some of the Netflix shows, the picture shows. So, like, you've got, for example, you've got The Old Guard on here, and you've got Extraction on here. Yeah. And you've basically got them rated about the same, right? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, they were they were both pretty decent. Uh, I, I noticed lately that there's so much content coming from Netflix and all of it's good. Right? <laughs> Are you saying none of it's amazing, but none of it's trash? Correct. Yeah. So when you're pumping out stuff as much as they are, it's hard to produce that one gem. Uh, but the fact that they're not coming out, well, they are actually coming out with hot garbage all the time too. But yes. when you're, billions of dollars per year spent on productions um you're bound to have some good and some bad right it's just Mm -hmm. gonna happen but you know there's a lot of series that they put out and there's a lot of films but i feel like in the last couple years you know maybe this was stacked up because pre-pandemic they had filmed a lot of these things but didn't quite get to finish it pandemic pushed the work back so then they all kind of got stuffed into a short release window and that's what we're that's what we're seeing with a lot of these these movies now, um, except for you know ones that a certain director does that are slow motion with music overages, tinting and, and blah. yeah, just incredibly awful. But you've got a what you you've got an eighty for uh, the old guard and seventy nine for extraction. You know, there's just a lot of action and shooting. And then, you know, the old guard has the 
the end, the surprise, well, not the, the twist, whatever ending and extraction. Apparently they're doing a second extraction with you, which if you've seen the first one, you're kind of wondering how, how, <laughs> but you know, whatever he's got muscles and they shoot guns a lot. So that's a perfect vehicle for a sequel. Yeah. Um, um so you've got an 80 and a 79. I, I mean, I think those are fair. Uh, I'd probably tone it down just a bit and stick with the mid seventies for both of those, maybe like a 75 for each, because once again, they're good movie fair. They're fun to watch. Uh, have you gone back and watched either of those again? Um, I watched part of old guard again. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. It was, it, it was good. I mean, it was, I think I may have even said this in the original reviews. It, it was a fun watch. It's not something I would watch regularly because it's it's not that deep. It's it's a fun story, and it's executed well, and it's acted well. But that's about it. Same thing with Extraction. It's uh, Extraction is a little more vanilla comparatively because it's just military stuff, a little bit of military intrigue. But that's about it. Um, you, yeah, those movies both could have gone different directions and been way worse than what they oh yeah. were. Oh yeah, the and the but, the actors they got for. I mean, they they know who they're they know who they're working with. They they understand they can bring it when they need to. Yeah, and they got a good budget, obviously. So they've not skimped on the actors' pay and you know the the bullet stuff. And, you know, the practical effects are there. The CGI are, are there for both of those films. So, you know, it's a good, if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it and you have a Netflix subscription, you know, those movies, both of those movies are, I think, worth checking out, you know. Um, the thing, so have you watched Red Notice? I have not. It's on my list. It's not high enough on my list to have bumped its way into being watched yet, but with the cast that it's got, it begs me to watch it because I mark out for several of the people that are in it. So I want to watch it. I just, I also know that when you are clearly focusing as hard as you are on who is in it, that's usually a red flag that there's maybe something wrong with it. Yeah, it it. I've glanced over it so many times. I'm just like, it shows the little, you know, the the Netflix one minute kind of preview of it, and you're just like, I don't know. You're right. the The three main actors in it are are great in their own way, and combined, I'm sure they're great. But you're right. If it's like, hey, The Rock is in it cool go on you know that's all you got for me is, okay. uh, i feel like the pitch meeting might have been it's like okay we want to make a movie we don't have a writer or a story and we're probably not going to get one but we need a movie that will make a lot of money no matter what what do we do it's like well let's get the rock he's been in some terrible films so he doesn't really care if it's any good just as long as it mm -hmm. makes him look good okay that's great well i mean if we got the rocket we probably get another big name or two on it it's like um who can we get <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, why not? Sure, okay. Uh, Gal Gadot, well, you know, people won't even notice that there is a movie going on. They'll just see three very pretty people. 
<laughs> and there will be probably some gunfire, and that's it. And we made our money. That's all. And see. <laughs> no, there's no scene. We couldn't yeah. afford the little clacker thing. <laughs> that's true. All the money went into uh, paying for their salaries, some advertising, and some lighting. And that was it. That was it. <laughs> well, there was the one scene where they broke some glass and smashed some fake weapons against each other. <laughs> so they had to pay for those. Yeah, that's true. I'm definitely going to watch it. I'll give it a chance because, like I said, I really like everybody that is up in the front of that. I just, oh, I just have a feeling that I'm going to be disappointed. <sighs> I got to get past that. Yeah, that's why I really haven't wanted to really have wanted to watch that. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared that like I think it's bad and I watch it, it'll be even worse. It's like so that I, feeling that you get when you're a kid. You know, there's there's always that one vegetable that they try and hide in the food. They're trying to present it as something that's just delicious, but they're just wanting you to eat that vegetable because you have to eat the vegetable. I feel like that just a little bit. Yeah, getting. Force-fed something that's, yeah, I don't know. But you, I mean, apparently a lot of people watched it. Oh, yeah. Now, since, since it's Netflix, you don't actually get to see any information on that. But Well, I will say this. Vegetables are important. There are things that we have to eat to keep us healthy, things we have to do to keep us going, to establish habits, good habits. In fact, I have a good habit that we're about to <laughs> engage in again. What might it be, Richard? It's a it's a weekly habit to to be exact. Uh, initiated <laughs> a long day ago, as my kids would say. Um, you know, not a long time ago, a or day. a day ago, a long day ago. I like it. Um, yeah. So so social media. Uh, it's something like that. I'm sure these uh, intelligent and handsome gentlemen will discuss everything you need to know right now. Hey there, Pudding People. Don't forget to check us out on our social media accounts so you can keep apprised of everything that we do any time of the day. Richard, you're most on Instagram, right? On the Gram Gram, yes. And what are we best known on Instagram as? Pudding Guys. Easy enough. In fact, that's also what we're known as on Facebook. Now, I'd say we're on Instagram just a little more than we are on Facebook. You might get the occasional update there. We are most active on Twitter, where we are at Real Pudding Guys. Uh, we will give you updates about the next episode that's going to be coming at the end of the week, when it's released, any other little updates to the Ultimate Comic Movie Database or the Pop Culture Death Counts will also be there. Um, now, our most exciting changes are going to be coming up soon. We're going to have a new website called Fate the film and television engine. We're getting close to doing the beta for that. We're still working on the alpha side. We'll be doing a little closed beta and inviting a handful of people into this. I tell you what, it's going to be really, really cool when it releases. Now, you'll be able to also hear about that on our Patreon page. What are we on Patreon, Richard? Putting guys. Pretty easy. Now, right now, it's very easy to support us. How much does it cost, Richard? It's $1 per month. Per month. Not per day. Per month. <laughs> yes. $12 <laughs> for a year. Yeah. Uh, that's really not much to help support us as we release new content 
as we get better equipment to release the content into. And when the Fate engine comes out, it will have its own cost, and we're going to make it very affordable for everyone to be involved with this. And it's going to be so cool. I can't wait for you all to hear about it. Nutritious and delicious. As all good things should be. That's right. Well, it's important to, to get those good things for when you're growing up. And that leads us straight into the next movie that I want to talk about, that I want to change the score on. Um, this was one of the earlier individual movie reviews that I did. Uh, and that was Brightburn. Um, I had talked about it uh, you know, outside of the outside of the podcast the other day and I realized how much I disliked that film and then I looked at my score on it it's like 79 wow that doesn't sound like you disliked it no it doesn't does it so I, I listened to my review again it's like oh well this is just one of those instances that I again didn't have a frame of reference to see because I didn't sound all that impressed for the most part I just gave it a higher score because I didn't realize what was going on. So um, I had to put the director at 17. You can't have uh, a 17 rank on a director on a bad film. just doesn't make sense. So I probably would have dropped four out of that one on its own. And the plot, every time I thought about the plot after I saw it again, it just got dumber and dumber. Um, the concept was neat. I just didn't feel that it worked as well as it should have. So I probably would have taken three from the plot as well, taking it down from 79 to 72. I think that's a fairer score for that. Well, that sounds good. I have yet to see that picture show. Um, I don't know. It never, it never drew my interest, I guess you could say. Uh, I almost think an animated version of it might be better. Maybe that makes sense. Um, the concept, I, I, I feel like the concept of your quote heroes and the perception of them getting flipped in a different direction for various reasons is always intriguing, mm -hmm. but it's probably hard to do because everybody's got a perception of what their heroes are, what their flaws are. And if you're, exploiting those flaws and changing up the storylines a bit to make them go from good to bad. I, it has to be presented well. And a lot of times I think doing it in an animated form is easier. It definitely can be. I mean, they got the horror aspect in that film, right? And I mean, just with the slight twist to how the upbringing would go, but it's also, a Superman in a vacuum with nobody else around, no other exceptional beings. Um, and it just, they, it's like they had the idea and then just didn't know where to go with it. And so it just feels like an unfinished thought. Uh, and that always bothers me. Yeah. You have the build up, you have things going the right way. And then you're like, well, we ran out of money. And the, the writer couldn't quite complete it, but we fired that we fired that person. So we gotta find an ending. Yeah, um, he ran out in front of a car, and uh, a rock hit him, and he's dead at the end. 
that's not how the movie went. But no, no, no. And I don't think they ran out of money because that the production value was actually pretty good on that film. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was not that was not an issue. But it's just it felt empty. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Like the stakes weren't quite high enough. Partially, but it just there was texture that was missing. There was it was just like bare bones. It, gotcha. it was just not fleshed out in, in any way that, that it needed to be in, in that. As I thought about it more and more, it's, it's like, yeah, that's that's my problem with it. That's a no gouda. Well, but let's go back to Richard. What you got for us? Well, there was a couple that I wanted to touch on. Um, there is a you've done a Kingsman the Golden Circle. So th- you've done some Kingsman reviews because you hadn't gotten a chance to see the Kingsman movies and they'd been out a little bit. And now the Kingsman is that out? I don't even know. Oh, yeah. I haven't been paying it, attention. It was in the theater. We missed it. <laughs> <laughs> here today gone tomorrow it will be on streaming soon enough um i always appreciated the kingsman movies um uh the first one had a nice quality to it the second one obviously they switched it up and brought in the american factor with it and had great actors uh throughout that series both oh, yeah. the first and the second one and i think that's really the stylization of it, they tried to carry that over from the first one to the second one, and it, uh, it seemed a bit forced in the second one. The first one was more original because we hadn't really seen that type of delivery system before in in that presentation. Plus, you got Samuel L. Jackson and Sophia Batello running around with, you know, blades on, on her feet, blades for feet, you know, like, a weird, weird construction of a, of a bad person. So that was fun. And then the second one, um, the speech impediment, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. There, they had, you know, a little bit of a twist, I guess you could, I guess, I guess at the end you could kind of see coming, but it was still it's supposed to be. Anyway, uh, I, I thought the first one was better than the second one, but yeah, those were fun movies. And, they're 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 a, a good watch. If you haven't seen either of them, I think they're a good watch. Yeah, they're cheesy but and fun. The the one that I'm most concerned with on here is Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Um, being more of a Star Wars fan than let's say, um, I, I like the sci-fi aspect of a lot of things. I've been really into sci-fi lately, and I can't find enough good sci-fi movies and shows but the last three star wars movies have just been really disappointing and inconsistent and inconsistent and the rise of skywalker was the worst of the bunch yes right and for all the hype that goes into it and the money machine that goes into it all the other extraneous stuff that they're going to end up doing are going to be way better than these three sequels were. Um, you've got Rise of the Skywalker at a 79, and I can't in good conscience give it, you know, anything in the 70s. No. Because it's just not good. Um, I gave it a 79 so, because if you can ignore the plot 
and just look at the pretty things that are happening. It's all right. Yeah, the pretty the pretty stuff is cool, but I was never big into the selection of the act uh, the group of actors that they got, and not that they're bad. They just weren't. They didn't jump out at you. They didn't jump out at yeah. So like, they're their acting wasn't bad. I just didn't like them in any of the roles that they were placed in. Right. And that, that, that could be honestly the writing. Oh, it's most certainly the writing. So it's a mixed bag with that, but you know, the, the story and like you're, you're building up to this bad guy and the revelation, you know, it was just, the, the story was so awful in that movie that the, the look and the feel of it only take you so far. Um, you gave it a 79, I'd probably get it, give it a, a 69. So that, that was one that really stood out to me that we, we didn't really talk a lot about those star Wars movies in general for good reason. But since that one was more in our time frame of doing these reviews, I definitely wanted to touch on that one. Oh yeah. And I, I, I always meant to get back to it in an actual review because I liked the one that came next better. And then I, the ending was just so bad. Yeah. Rise. As I type on a computer. So what scores? Skywalker was the, was the last, that was the last one. Yeah. Right. 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 I can't, I even get the names uh, (laughs) messed up. So, and the last three. So yeah, the last three, the, the first one was, bad the second was better and the third one was mad so um yeah what were the scores you would give to the kingsman oh uh so you were in the same thought process so you you gave those like um you gave the golden circle of 79 i think that's i think that's pretty close to what i would give it um um Probably a 75 is what I'd give that one. Okay. I'd give the first one closer to a 79 or 80. Actually, probably an 80, the first one. Excellent. Excellent. Party time. Yay. Now, in thinking about some of the changes... The first ones were for me were pretty obvious. When you look at my list that's published on here, the first thing that's on here is Infinity War at 98. <laughs> that seems a bit strong <laughs> for that particular movie. Now, there's nothing wrong with that movie. No. And I've watched that one quite a few times. And there's lots of elements to that movie that still make you, when you watch that movie, right, where you're just like, yeah, cool, man. Like, you know it's coming, but it still gives you the feels when it happens. Yeah. Um, you, you, you know, when they're in, they're attacking the Vision and Scarlet Witch in, where are they at? Like Wakanda. Ireland. Oh, you're talking about earlier. Yes. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in, in the U.K., UK, Scotland, Ireland, over there in that set of islands and people with English speaking accents. Anyway, um, they, they're attacking them and they're down and out and they're about to get taken and the 
train subway thingy rolls by, and there's a shadowy figure that pops out, and it's Captain America, and he catches the spear. Like that's a cool scene, man. Like yeah. that that's there's a lot of really cool elements and the large battle, and then the conclusion. You know, you should have aimed for the head. Um, but is it a '98? Oh, maybe we need to tone that one down a little bit, Jimmy. Um, I, I I can't really shave too many points off of off of that otherwise. Uh, but ninety eight seems a bit strong to me. I'd probably bump that one down to a ninety five, um, just because I feel like there are movies that are probably like a ninety eight the cable guy would come to mind first of all uh but the infinity war i think needs to stick at about a 95 but then consequently if you look at my avengers endgame score which is an 83 why so low yeah you know i think that you just, is, i seem to remember you just felt kind of disappointed with some of the directions that they went yeah and and the the cgi you know the the actual look of Thanos, I mentioned it in Infinity War 2, but you see maybe more of it in, in Endgame. The, the CGI on Thanos is good, but it's not great. Um, he, but still he's a beefy you, California raisin. Yeah, yeah. And I, we're nitpicking like we do on these things. But when you look at Endgame, you get this sense of you know loss and then we're going to do something about it and you do something about it but it gets you nowhere and then it's dealing with the nowhere and how the different elements of everybody deal with it i'm in the military so i'm going to stick with it military style and i don't have my kingdom so i'm going to drink beers you know like just just the different views and the looks and the feels of it and then of course they've got to come together at the end to save the world with time traveling nonsense that's just made up and pulled out of different orifices anyway um but i feel like giving it an 83 just in the scope of things seems you know seems a little low was this most recent dune movie that came out uh, it this last year which i gave an 84 is it better than endgame no no <laughs> not even close <laughs> no um it is a good movie and i do enjoy it i'm really looking forward to the sequel that they'll hopefully make but is it it was, was dune better than that no so i really gotta bump it up to like a 90 it's got to be in the 90s, I feel like, for it to even make sense to appear on this list. That does make sense to me. Um, superhero films are sometimes hard to hard to rate. I know there's one that we talked about that we kind of poo-pooed on a bit that I'm going to have to change my score on a little bit. Uh, I know we both enjoyed the first Wonder Woman film. Uh, I think I enjoyed it a little more than you did, but... Um, we both liked it, and then we both saw 1984, and both of us scratched our head and tried to figure out why it was so bad um, when the first one was so good. Um, but just looking at the score that I had for Wonder Woman 1984, I had it 
at 76, which is admittedly not the highest of scores. But that means that I have it better than uh, A Star is Born and better than uh, Dark Phoenix and better than Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like, do I really think that movie is better than those films? No, it is not. <laughs> no. So I went back and thought about it again, and I figured out, uh, I just, uh, I think I rated the director one point higher than I should have, and then the uh, plot, I just gave too many points to the plot. It was a bad plot. Um and it should have been lower than what I put it. I would take that down to a 71. Um, I will I will rate that the same as First Man, which is done in shaky cam, which annoys me to no end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think that's more befitting Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. That movie was not good. No. Now, was it better than Venom? Um, yes. And see, Venom, Venom's another one I haven't watched again. It's been available to watch on various streaming services. And, you know, I, I keep thinking to myself, was it really as bad as it was, as what we thought it was? And I think the answer really is yes. Yeah. It, it is. And I just haven't had the urge to watch that one again. I have actively not wanted to watch it. If If I have that reaction, yeah, it's that bad. Yeah, I see it. I'm like, oh, Venom, maybe I think. No, no, thank you. It's like an instant. No. It's like an instant change. Not going to waste any more of my life on that film. Yeah, not good. Um, we were talking a little bit about the Army of Dead, Army oh, of yeah. the Dead, which I have rated at uh, 47. And in hindsight, <laughs> That seems to be a bit too high. <laughs> um, Are you mad? <laughs> Is there something behind this? Uh, now, okay. Let's give Zack Snyder uh, cr credit? No. Um, let's give him credit in a certain sense because there was a Justice League movie that he had started and it turned out to be um, hot garbage when it was finished mm -hmm. but then there was a big push hey let's put this on a subscription service and they did the Snyder cut of the Justice League which is an immensely is elongated yeah. cut of a film right that Better. should have been four things but at the time when I watched it I was so hungry for superhero content that I actually watched that one multiple times, not in one sitting, right? I'd watch a, a segment and then do something else and watch a segment. But uh, at least he did something that was different. But you could still still tell all the annoyances and the whatever were there. And if anybody who yeah. was somebody else who was a director who could have gotten a hold of all that same budget and material and stuff have written a better movie and could have been crushed out of the park it just wb doesn't know what they're doing in terms of these live action films yet and maybe they'll discover that here sometime soon but uh, 
one thing he doesn't know how to do is make a zombie zombie movie that's set in Las Vegas. <laughs> that movie is awful. <laughs> now I, I I understand where you're going with that, but I can't rate it any lower than where I've got it because it's definitely better than both Aladdin and Wilson, as bad as it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking. I was thinking about that too because I have the Lion King on here at sixty six, and I would never watch that one again because the soundtrack was not good and the voice acting. Beyonce, yeah, I'm talking to you, Beyonce, was <laughs> just not good please, in that movie. But the CGI was great. Please don't call out the Queen Bee in case this ever gets around to her. That's going to kill us. She like owns the industry. Don't make an enemy. Hey, I was not. I'm. It is a fair <laughs> criticism that she just needed some improvement on her direction that she went, and that also she was not good in Gold Member. Carrying on to some other movie. Okay, what's next? I liked her in Gold Member. She channeled every seventies. Was I was trying to remember the name? Uh, Cleopatra. Why am I spacing the name of that actress? I, I like her. And, and is it Foxy Brown? No, that's a um, rapper. Um, she, yeah, she ended up what later in a Quentin Tarantino movie, right? Right. right. I'm spacing her name, but you know who I'm talking about, and it's just like, yep. oh, she's she's paying homage to her. I'll I'll take it. It works. Yep. But uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we definitely could adjust some of these scores like we've talked about and we'll make those changes yeah. happen yeah but I, I think part of it also is there's so many of these movies on here that we haven't watched again right and i think we mentioned that already y you know when i rated the the dune i might have actually had seen that one twice before we even did the review on it, I you can't did. remember. Mm -hmm. And there are, you know, it's, it's such an interesting thing to do. If you like the movie that you could just go and watch it. You know, if you were watching a movie that's in the theater right now, so let's say you wanted to go watch Spider-Man again, it's a whole different ball game having to go pay, you know, you know, another 10 bucks and not only go to the theater, but sit in the theater and you're like, two hours into the movie like man i really got to go to the bathroom it's such a convenient feature to just you know hit pause and then <laughs> go back. to the bathroom uh, i i was thinking about that the other day it's just that i haven't been in a movie theater in so long now like what's my brain how's my body going to react to sitting in these stinky dirty chairs for two hours gonna work you know so I'm I'm excited to get back into the theater and watch it because who doesn't want to watch something on a giganto screen with booming sound coming at your face? Right. That's the whole point. That's the whole experience of it. Yeah. I I've I've gone for one or two, but I've been very selective just because you gotta be careful right now. Um so okay, I got one more that I'm gonna adjust. Um that's another one that benefited from it being an early review and just Ooh. me not finding the numbers. Right. Um, the Happy Time Murders. Um, if you're not familiar with that film, it was a buddy cop comedy with Muppets. With Muppets, <laughs> yes. And uh, and uh, who's going to be in a lead role in a film like that? 
Who's a funny person we can put in? Let's get McCarthy. No, let's get a funny person. Because uh, <laughs> she was not. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think the whole concept of that movie could have been awesome. Yeah, could have like, been. The To me, that's funny. One of my most favorite movies is team america world police yeah and it's just puppets <laughs> the whole thing is puppets it's just so funny it can work if you have if you have the right people and the right ideas and the right direction for those types of absurdities it'll come out it'll come out great yeah i just haven't wanted to watch this movie you you did not miss anything. I mean, it, it's bad in a lot of ways. Um, I, seventy-two is not a good score to begin with. Where I had it, uh, and you know, I I just I rated the director too high. I rated cinematography. I gave them benefit of the doubt because they're dealing with uh, Muppets. But it's Henson behind it. They should know how to do this. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, just just two negative points for it not being as good as it should have been. Uh, I would have uh, taken that down to a sixty-four. It's it's not good. But it but it was it is not the Henson that everybody thinks of. No, it was his son, right? No, but correct. So I mean, but still, wasn't Jim? He's not alive. I don't right. believe. No, so. he's not. Listeners, we know we know our Jims. We know our Hensons. I yeah. think. But uh, yeah, it's still, it was just not. It was just not good. It was poorly executed it had it had some good people in it or people at least that i like uh, but it just it was I, I don't know how i rated this well i know exactly how i rated it. like i said it's one of the early ones that i did so i just it's like oh well um i'm being nice no i can't be nice to that one because there's no way that i liked happy time murders better than i liked peppermint which is not an amazing film but it's better than the happy time murders were by by a good stretch I definitely like Jonah Hex better than I like that. And I like Tenet better than I liked that. So. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Did you like Elboy better? Yes. That's yes. Barely. Just barely. Because at least it was a character yeah. I liked. And that movie wasn't as bad. So the, the Hellboy 2019, it wasn't as bad as everybody says that it was. Yes, it was. But everybody says that it was like the worst movie ever. No, it wasn't. So it's not that bad, but you've got it at a 65. I'd probably put it at about a 65 also, you know, passing. I don't feel like I I wanted to um, – I felt like I – you know, you feel like you waste your time watching certain films. I didn't waste my time. I wasn't ecstatic from watching it and there are definitely things that they should have gotten better a lot of things that they should have gotten better they had a freaking blueprint already something that worked clearly worked and they just couldn't even anyway so <laughs> yeah. we'll see are they still ever going to do another Hellboy I well it's a Ron Perlman no they're not going to do another Ron Perlman uh, I, I don't see it happening if it did, I'd be really surprised. Yeah, if Guillermo del Toro came back, I bet Ron Perlman would maybe. I mean, he's gosh, he's getting up there in age. Well, they could do it CGI and he could just do voice work for it. Ooh, that's true. 
because it's a lot CGI is a lot better than it used to be. Yeah. They did do a lot of practical effects though, which I did appreciate. Yeah. Well, what do you think, fans? Are there some of our scores that you think should have been changed? Well, too bad because we're not going to change them. But <laughs> tell us about a time maybe when you thought you had scored something uh, correctly and you went back and you realized that maybe you were just slightly off. You know how to contact us. We even had that whole section about social media in there. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing a top 10 episode. We're going to be talking about our favorite top 10 items, the magical weapons specifically from movies. Wait, magical weapons? Well, magical or technological. You know, as they say, uh, sufficiently advanced technology appears as magic. So I figured we can kind of smoosh them. That's true. What do they say? Magic is science that we don't understand? Yeah. Fair. But until uh, until next week, uh, try to, if you're in our area, avoid all the potential flooding that's about to occur and uh, <laughs> and stay safe out there. Now, wait. You know, I just realized you're not going to hear this until after the flooding is going to occur. So hopefully you did stay safe. <laughs>